I'm Steve Duke and this is the Two Roads Podcast. I've got a really good podcast episode for you today. It's all about my top tips for how to accelerate your career. A lot of the people that listen to the show are actually pretty ambitious people. They want to do stuff with their jobs, with their career. They've got big dreams for what they want to be able to do. And so I was thinking about, well, what advice would I give them for how to move faster along their trajectory? Right, whatever job you're in, whatever career, there's like a certain average pace that people typically move at, but some people can go faster than that. And instead of waiting, you know, 10 years to become a partner, they can get there in seven years or they can get there in six years. And so I wanted to put together my list of tips that I cried towards, also from a few of my friends who've had really accelerated careers on what you can do to get where you want to go faster. So by the end of this episode, you're going to have some really tangible tips and like pieces of advice that you can take away, start to implement in your own life, in your own job that will actually lead you to accelerating your career and getting into, you know, promotions or new jobs um, as quickly as possible. Now, before we jump into the episode, quick reminder about the Divergence program. If you are interested in learning about what job would be right for you, right? If you're at the point where you know you want to make a change, but you're not entirely sure of what else you would like to do, the Divergence program is designed to help you do that. So what is it? It's a four-week live program. It's going to kick off on the 15th of November. It's going to be one session every week with me. We'll talk you through uh, the process and a series of exercises to help you First of all, learn more about yourself, right? What do you like, your strengths, your weaknesses, what goals do you have in your life? And then starting to build out ideas for jobs and careers that you would actually like to do that would be well fitted to all of those things that you have that you wanna do in your life and what you're good at. And then finally, towards the end of the program, we're gonna help you through making that decision, right? So you've got all these ideas, but how do you kind of crystallize them? How do you trade them off against each other and figure out exactly what it is, the next steps that you want to do? So by the end of the program, essentially, you've got a very clear idea on what you want to do next. And you've also got a set of tangible next steps that you can go and make the transition into that new career. So if you're interested in the program, you can sign up now. There's um, a link in the show notes that you can follow and you can click there sign up to the program and if you've got any questions about it you can just hit me up on linkedin or on instagram or you can actually just email me so it's steve at two roads.io send me an email if you've got any questions about the program and i'll get back to you and fill you in on what is going on but for now we want to get into episode 37 of the two roads podcast let's go so i've been quite fortunate that i have had a fairly accelerated career by most standards so far so when i left university i went straight into a job at mckinsey did a couple of years there and then i left to join a startup so i joined a health tech startup in dublin after about two months in the startup, I was head of marketing and I was leading a team of like eight people. So I was only 24, which at the time to me was crazy. I was like, why are these people trusting me to, um, you know, run all of their marketing and to manage eight people? But they did. And I had this kind of accelerated like trajectory. And then a couple of years later, I went and I joined another startup uh, called Wayflyer, another Irish startup and you know quickly progressed there as well and so i think i was 28 and i was 
a member of the exec leadership team and you know senior director of marketing and reporting directly to the CEO and so I've had this opportunity to live um, like quite an accelerated career and you know most of the times like for my age doing things that are probably beyond like my age and kind of the level of experience that I had and definitely a bit of that was luck a lot of it was hard work and um, but there was also some things that I did in my career that allowed me to get those opportunities perhaps ahead of time rather than having to wait a number of years to kind of kind of you know like crawl up the ladder to get there and so that's my little kind of brag story over Uh, but it is true that stuff did happen and but what I wanted to share was like my tips and reflections on what was it that I did that allowed me to get into those positions and you know I've also had other people that I know one of them on this podcast Philip Dorn he became a CEO of HelloFresh in Ireland at like 28 right this super accelerated career like how many people are CEO of an organization in the country at that age um, and so there's these people that I've known who've been able to accelerate their careers and I've learning from them have kind of compiled these top tips right the best way that I can think of explaining how to do this is by giving you the analogy of a car right so if you want a car to go and you want it to accelerate you need there's there's kind of two main components to that the first one is the engine right you need a really good engine that's cap- that has a lot of horsepower and is capable of producing a lot of output and driving the car forward and then the second category of things you need is like everything else right all of the aerodynamics on the car the suspension um the you know the the transmission all of that stuff is like important and can make the car go even faster again but it's a bonus right like you need it on top of like the engine if you don't have an engine the car is going absolutely nowhere and the reason i want to use this analogy is because a lot of the time when people look at career advice and tips for career advice they go straight to all the extra stuff they start thinking about like oh how do i tweak you know the aerodynamics of my car by like two percent and these are essentially hacks and they're easy for people to latch on to and try and use them to accelerate their career but the reality is if you don't have an engine and if you're not maxing out the capacity of your engine then none of those hacks actually matter so i'm going to talk about the extra things you can do but first i want to talk about the engine this is the core driver of the speed of your career and essentially there's there's three things in your engine that you're going to need if you want to accelerate your career the first one is an ability to get shit done. You need a track record of undeniable evidence that you are actually a great worker and that you can get stuff and you can complete it. The second one is you're gonna need to develop a tangible skill set. And this is very specific to your role, but you need to invest the time and whatever it is that your role requires you to be able to tangibly do, whether that's code, whether that's design, whether that's create marketing assets, whether that's run Facebook campaigns, you have to be able to build a tangible skill set. And the third one, which you may have guessed, is developing soft skills. This is especially important if you want to accelerate your career because the more senior you get, the more important it is to have really good soft skills. This is what leaders typically are um, valued for. Okay, so let's break each one of those down just a little bit more. So first one, the ability to get shit done. You need to to learn how to do this, right? This is, um, Obama gave this piece of career advice where he said, you 
what would you when he was asked like what would you tell young people um who are earlier on the careers like what should they be focusing on what should they be doing he was like you just need to learn to get things done and this doesn't matter what type of job you're in but when you're a graduate and you or you know whatever stage you are in your career and your manager says to you hey you know Stephen, um i've got this project and i need this piece of the project done by next friday right and it's now your responsibility your task is to learn how to get that done and one of the biggest tips i have for this here is to not have any excuses so don't your job i think i said this in a previous podcast your job is not to try and get the thing done right your job is to actually deliver the process and when you switch your mindset to that then you're much more capable and much more able to actually deliver results and what that happens then is your managers or your superiors start to trust you more because they know they say Stephen I need this delivered by next Friday I'm not going to come back to them on Thursday and say oh look I tried but you know it's not going to happen I didn't get it done on time or it's going to be late or I got half of it done they know that when they gave me the task that I went away and no matter what roadblocks I ran into I was able to overcome them right um, and this is really really important and it's just a mindset thing and I, I didn't get this when I first started McKinsey I went away and I started I would try to do things instead of actually doing them and that's a big difference now the second part of this thing is about building a track record of undeniable evidence that you are great that you're an actually amazing worker and this is about being able to produce results so it's kind of in the same vein but let's say you're working in marketing and you know you've got this campaign that's going and the campaign is focused on trying to drive you know new customers to a certain product your job is not to deliver a beautiful campaign with lovely like videos and creative assets and they're all set up in facebook beautifully or whatever the hell else it is now your job is to actually deliver customer numbers right being like focused on that kpi that's your job and if you can deliver that and you can say at the end of it i launched campaign x and it drove 100 new customers which brought in you know ten thousand dollars of revenue for this product for this company and that was me i did that and i can talk you through exactly how i ran that project and how i delivered all the results that's like irrefutable evidence that you are able to take something and deliver a result at the end of it. It doesn't need to be massive. Obviously, you know, if you're early on in your career, you probably won't be getting a huge amount of responsibility to be able to deliver, you know, millions or tens of millions of dollars like from a specific project or campaign, whatever else that is. But that doesn't matter. Start small, start with whatever you have and prove that you can deliver that result. That's you need to be thinking almost backwards from your CV, right? What is the bullet point that you're going to put on your CV? that has irrefutable evidence that you can get shit done. So that's learning how to get shit done, building the track record of undeniable evidence. And that's kind of the first part of building that core engine that's going to allow you to accelerate your career. The second one is your tangible skill set. This is like a kind of obvious one, but people forget it, right? If you're a designer and you want to become a better designer, or if you want to kind of accelerate your career as a designer, you need to become better at designing and whatever else whatever that is whatever that means for you you need to build the tangible hard skill set that's going to allow you to do that so let's stick with the example of a designer if you've just started working in say figma which is a design tool and you're good at it right can you become great at it like can you do a course that's going to allow you to become even better at using figma that's going to allow you to create better designs right if you're like you know perhaps you're primarily a user experience designer but you do some user interface work 
right? And you're only okay at it. Well, go and get better at it. Do a course, like spend some time learning at it. Become a really good user interface designer, not just an okay one, right? If you are working in finance and you spend a lot of time in Excel, get better at Excel. Get unbelievable Excel. Don't don't just settle for being a six out of 10, get a 10 out of 10. Do the course, you know, do the extra work, whatever else it is. You need, to, whatever those tangible skill sets are that you have in your role, that's what you need to build. If you, Imagine if, if you're a sports player, right? Let's just say you're a, a rugby player and you play out half, you play 10. You need to be really good at kicking. Like that's just a tangible skill set that you have to be able to do. Like you, you couldn't just say, oh, I'm not going to practice my kicking. I'm not really going to get better at kicking. But, you know, I hope that I'm going to get picked for, you know, the international team at the weekend. No, of course, that wouldn't work. You have to invest in building your tangible skill set. Okay, so that's the first two parts of building your engine. Third part is all about developing soft skills. And you'll hear this a lot whenever anybody talks about, you know, how you want to go further in your career, get promotions, whatever else, but that doesn't mean it's not true, right? You have to develop soft skills. This gets even more important, like the more senior that you get. And if you're ever going for like a senior job, you know, or managing a team or becoming a leader, whatever else it is, they're going to start to focus a lot more on your soft skills. This is what's going to be analyzed in your interviews or if you're going for promotion that's what they're going to be assessing is like do you have soft skills right so you'll know a lot of these it's a lot about building relationships having very good communication being a good leader um, and the ability to resolve conflict is actually a big one as well so i think building relationships is a really interesting one if you're working at a company you need to be able to build relationships across the company you need to have good relationships with your boss with your boss's boss with the, your team members and um, but then also in like d different divisions because what happens is the more senior you get the more that um sure you'll have people on your team who you can maybe influence directly right you can tell them what to do essentially but if you need somebody from another team to do something for you you need to have that ability to soft influence them and that all comes from relationships so a lot of times i see people who are earlier on in the career and they're working in one team and they say, hey, I need something from the design team, right? Let's say you're working in marketing. It's like, I need something from the design team. So you go over to the design team and say, hey, I need this now, like give it to me. Um, and because you think that's what you need to do, you just need to get the asset off them and it's very transactional. But the reality is if you go over to a design team and you say, hey, give me this asset now, I need it. I don't care about like your current workload. Like this is important, this is a priority. And you just kind of bully them into giving it for it to you. Maybe you'll get it, but that team won't like you. And if you need to go back again for something, they're not going to be inclined to help you out. And so you need to have the ability to build those soft relationships. It just means like spending time with people. It means like being genuinely interested in them and, you know, not just going to them every time that you have a transaction, but like finding times to actually build those relationships outside of, of those times. And it means genuinely empathizing and, you know, Give it, doing a bit of give and take with them, understanding that sometimes you're not going to get what you want or you might have to compromise on that. But I guarantee you that over the long term, that ability to build relationships will be so, so valuable. And it's a really important soft skill if you're trying to accelerate your career. The other things, you know, I'm not going to go into them too much, right? Like communication is super, super important. It doesn't matter if you can, if you've all the hard skills in the world, if you can't communicate those to people, then it's absolutely useless and it gets way more important the further up you get because really the further up you go it's all about you know how do you 
get people around you to do something and, and essentially that all comes down through communication whether that's trying to get your boss to invest in you know the new idea that you have or whether that's you trying to convince somebody to come and work for you or whether that's you trying to get a lot of other teams on board with the project that you're running it all comes down to your ability to communicate those ideas and to convince people to do them right so in general like invest in developing those soft skills there's lots of ways you can do it um, but that's a really, really important thing. And it's the third thing that you need to be able to develop that engine for your career. Okay, so that's all well and good. We kind of have these like three elements that we are going to need to build for our engine that's going to allow us to accelerate our career. But how are you actually going to develop these three things, right? What are some tangible things that you can do to help you build these skills? So, I had a couple of thoughts on this. The first one is to try and work somewhere where this is the norm. And, you know, if you're in a point where you're picking jobs or if you're a graduate and you're coming out and you've got a few different options, you know, you have this choice. And um, some of you may not, right, if you're kind of already in a job or whatever else, but like you want to find a ta- find a place where the culture is around improvement. There's a culture around building your skill sets, investing in developing your abilities and your capabilities right and if you're in that type of culture where that is the norm then it's going to be much easier for you to do it because everybody else around you is going to be doing it too the second one is similar but slightly different which is you want to surround yourself with smart ambitious people ideally you do this through your job because you want to spend a lot of time with them if you can't do it through your job find something outside of your job where you can do this i don't know whether it's groups or meetups or a certain community online that you can join um but you want to surround yourself with the people who have the behaviors that you want right and um, because it, that's what like that's how habits are built right if you want to be fit if you hang out with a load of fit healthy people chances are that you're going to start behaving like them you're going to start spending your time and your effort in ways that are aligned with what they do which is aligned with your goals which is about being fit and healthy right so surround yourself with the smart ambitious people super super important and then the third thing and this is so so important is to become a learning machine right if you want to learn how to get you done if you want to build your tangible skill set if you want to develop your soft skills it's all about learning and i think there's a couple of things that are important for this the first one is that your ego needs to go out the window it's the ego is the biggest thing that stands in the way of people learning and developing because what happens is they're not open to feedback they're not open to being told that hey actually maybe you could have done this better and if you're not open to that then you're never going to get better when i joined mckinsey i had an ego i thought i was you know shit hot and i could do things and i I couldn't i hadn't a clue what i was doing but for some reason i had this kind of ego and thankfully i realized within two months with the help of a manager that this was the case and i needed to be way more open to feedback and once you're open to feedback it allows you to become a learning machine and learning machines like they just can't be beaten. You cannot beat somebody who's a learning machine because this is what happens, right? If I'm given something to do and I'll say, hey, you know, Stephen, go away and do this project or like, you know, deliver this campaign. And I go away and I try really hard and I come back and say, hey, here's my plan for it. Here's what I'm going to do. And they say, look, Stephen, you know, nice work, but actually this isn't good enough. Um, there's a lot of holes in it. I don't think this is going to work between X, Y, and Z, but here's what you can do to do better. And if I go, oh, like, you know, fuck this like what did they know uh i think it's grand like you know if my ego gets in the way then like how can i improve i'm never going to improve i'm just going to like 
I'm not gonna listen to their feedback. I'm not gonna get any better. But if I go, oh, okay, that's interesting. Wow, like I, I have an opportunity to learn here. I have an opportunity to, to make this better. And I go, oh my God, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I would love to, you know, make this better. I know this sounds kind of like unrealistic, but, but genuinely this can be kind of the conversation that you have in your head. And it's just a switch. It's a mental switch to switch yourself from being defensive around your ego to actually being open to feedback. And if you do that, then you can become a learning machine. Right, so you're always so seek out feedback, ask for feedback all the time from your manager, from your peers, from you know your manager's manager, from mentors, whoever else it is. Ask them to tell you how you can get better, and ask them for actionable feedback on how you can do that. If you take that on board, you basically just starting this like compounding effect that's going to allow you to just skyrocket. Right, it doesn't matter if you start from a very very low base. If you're compounding because you become a learning machine, you're going to get to an incredible skill set very, very quickly. And you're going to be unbeatable because if there's somebody smarter than you, but they're not learning, they're on a flat line. And you imagine on a graph, you could be below them now. But if you're on this like upward trajectory, you're just going to take them over and you're going to go way past them as time goes on. Okay, so they're my top tips for how to build the core engine to accelerate your career and as i said this is the most important thing right but there are some other things that's going to make help make your metaphorical car go faster yes the engine is important it's the most important thing but you know you need a good aerodynamics you need good suspension you need good transmission you need all these things and so here are some of the top tips that you can put on top of your engine to accelerate your career even faster so I've essentially got uh, six tips on this. So the first one is do the job before you have the job. Second one is watch for opportunities and take them when they come up. Number three is learn how to market yourself. Number four is about how to learn what your manager cares about and give that to them. Number five is called play the game. And number six is network backwards. So let me run through each of those three and give you some examples about how you can use them to accelerate your career. So the first one, do the job before you have the job. When I joined Let's Get Checked, which was a startup that I joined straight after McKinsey, I joined as like kind of a random analyst. They weren't entirely sure of what I was going to do, but I started working with the marketing team and I was in a role that was like, it was fine, it was interesting, but I kind of had ambitions to do a bit more. Um, And so what I started doing was just like taking on more and more responsibility. So I would just go to the CEO and say, hey, like, you know, can can I do this? I think there's an opportunity here. You know, I think I could analyze these campaigns. Like, it's not really my job, but I could analyze them. And I think there's opportunities for us to improve them. And then I can go and make that happen. He was like, of course, do it. And so I kept doing this with more and more things. And then I was kind of helping out a couple of team members and then at one point they actually let go the person who was running the marketing team and I kind of you know quasi just naturally like stepped into a role was like I would maybe start running some of the meetings where he previously that guy was running them and and you know helping the team with like their work that kind of stuff and then they came along I was like hey Stephen like do you want to lead this team do you want to be the head of marketing and kind of manage this team and help grow grow it and I was like yeah 100% of course And actually what I was doing from the day before they asked me that to the day after changed very, very little. I was essentially already doing the job. And I think that's a really, really good piece of advice. If you, if there's a job that you want to have, if you want to get promoted, 
find ways to do that job already don't wait around for people to give you that job before you start doing it because if you're already doing that job it's such an easy decision for those people to take to put you into it right and so just look for opportunities and whatever you're doing and say actually you know can I take that on um, and start doing it now rather than waiting for somebody to kind of like officially grant me the position so that's tip number one tip number two is watch out for opportunities and most importantly take them take those opportunities you need to keep an eye out especially when you're early in your career things will crop up and if you have an eye out for them if you've got your ear to the ground of something that's happening you might be able to jump on it and it could be a real bonus for accelerating your career right so example of this similar to what happened before it's like the head of marketing leaves I don't think I was like specifically thinking I was like oh my god I could take his job but you know I probably should have been and you see that and you say okay they've got a hold they've nobody to manage this team maybe I should do it maybe I should go and take it if you see keep your eye out for an opportunity like that and if you see it jump on it like don't wait around don't second guess yourself because somebody else will take it if they're smart and um, and these things always crop up they happen a lot in you know startups and tech companies and um, but it's about being aware of them and then taking them if you're earlier on in your career like you can take risks right if if this comes if an opportunity comes up to join like a new startup and you think oh my god this is a cool job and it's a, it looks like a cool role you know because you're earlier on in your career it really doesn't matter if this thing doesn't work out like you can always go back to what you were doing before so you can understand that you can take these calculated risks but it's all about just like keeping an eye out for opportunities and when they crop up make sure that you jump on them and you take them so that's two right so number one do the job before you have the job number two watch for opportunities and take them when they crop up number three learn how to market yourself I hated this I absolutely hated that this was necessary I hate that I have to you know talk about it now um, but 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 it's true right and if you ignore it you're an idiot because it's kind of like that you know the people always have this analogy and um like tech companies which is like you know oh build it and they will come right if you make a great product you don't need marketing people will just like come and find it like that's just not true it's not true in business and it's not true in careers right you have to be able to market yourself because unfortunately it's not always at the promotion or the job goes to the best person it's the best person who's also the best at marketing themselves and so there's a couple of things you can do here number one you need to be conscious of your reputation right how do you want people to perceive you you need to think about that first of all and then you need to act accordingly you know there's an old saying which is kind of like dress for the job you want not the job you have and I don't think you know it's really necessarily applicable to how you dress and um, but maybe a little bit but it's much more what is applicable is like act for the job you want not the job you have so there's some simple shit like if there's a company party like don't be an idiot like don't be the drunk one going around that your boss is looking at and going oh my god like looks like he's still a college student or whatever like you don't want that if you want to accelerate your career, if you want people to th be thinking about you in more and more senior positions, you don't want them thinking that you're some young, stupid graduate who's still acting like they're in college, right? Um, now, you can still be authentic, like be yourself. I'm not asking you to put on this like weird facade to like market yourself. Be authentic, but just be aware of your reputation 
um, and you want to act for the job you want, not the job you have, right? So an example here would be, let's say you're working in a consulting firm and you're going into a meeting and you're meeting, you know, the whole client team, right? If you're meeting senior clients, you want to behave, you know, like a like a manager or like a partner, whatever the levels above you are, you want to behave like how that person would meet a senior client. You don't want to go in and be all shy and be like the analyst, and be like oh yeah, or like you know not even greet them, not stand up, just like hide behind your laptop at the desk. No, no, like think about what a partner would do. A partner would grade up, they'd meet them, shake their hand, they say how are you going, they'd make some small talk with them. You know, they would they would have that confidence. And I know this is tough, but you want to project yourself like that you want to project yourself like ahead of the role that you already are like, don't be cocky don't be arrogant don't just you know anything <laughs> stupid um but this this kind of idea of like being conscious of your reputation and acting for the job you want not the job you have is is a really good way to market yourself and a couple of other things that you can do to market yourself so make sure you get credit for the stuff you do if you've got a good manager they will give you credit if they don't call them out on it tell them that hey you know that was actually me. I did a really good job there. I'd really like if you recognize me for that, especially to, you know, their peers or to their superiors. Um, good managers will do that. Uh, make sure that they do. If not, call them out. Second one is, you know, if you have ideas or if you have a piece of work that you did, like present it yourself, right? Put your name to it. Don't allow somebody else to take your work and, and present it. Again, I know this is tough if you've got people who are, you know, <laughs> trying to be a bit more... Uh, Machiavellian or dominant like on your team but like you know don't give them that don't don't allow them to take credit for your work don't allow them to present it if it's stuff that you have done and then lastly you know self-promote the stuff that you've done right easy way here is if you're on a, a team you know you can send a monthly update around to your team or other teams where you say hey look here's what we did this week or here's what we did this month you know you don't need to brag but you can be honest and you don't need to be afraid to call out the wins that you have or like the work that you've done right and then the last way to market yourself is to become known for something right if you're at a company you you kind of you do want to develop a reputation and you want to be known for something you so that when you know opportunities come up they like they think of you right that you're top of mind and um, so an easy way to do this it would be to start like a regular email on a topic this um that like your company or your team cares about so this could be like a little email newsletter and um, so say for example that I don't know, you work at a tech company and your tech company works in the design space and, you know, everyone's really interested in AI, right? You could start something which is like, oh, the monthly trends in, you know, AI design and you could release, you know, you could mention the different features that different competitors are coming out with or cool stuff that you've seen on the internet and link to it, right? And people will like sign up for that newsletter. I've seen people do this really, really effectively at different companies. And you'll often have like very, very senior people who want this type of content. And so suddenly they're getting an email in their inbox every couple of weeks or every month from this, you know, potentially very junior person and they're like wow this person like has got their shit together and I know their name and like when I think about you know this topic they're the person that I want to go to and talk about and um, so it's just a really good way for you to become known for something and help to market yourself within a company all right so that's number three learning how to market yourself let's get through the next three so number four learn what your manager cares about and give that to them this is kind of specifically focused around getting promoted and um, like your manager is really important if your manager thinks you're a good person they can do a lot to help you progress so you need to learn like what are your manager's incentives 
right? What does their man? What do they want their manager to think about them? Do they have like specific KPIs that they're targeted on? Are they getting commission on that? Are they getting bonuses on that? You want to figure out what those things are. You can literally just ask them, right? And then you want to help give that to them. So if they have a specific KPI, which is let's take an example that they work in marketing and they have to hit you know a thousand customers next quarter next quarter and if they do that they're going to get their bonus you need to figure out okay that's what they're targeting on what can i do how can i help this person get to a thousand customers next quarter and if you can then find ways that your work is directly going to help them achieve their goal they're going to love you they're going to be super happy with you and good things are going to happen and you're going to be able to move up the ranks a little bit higher Related to that is number five, which is play the game. Again, another one that like is a bit frustrating, but in every company, there's politics and you can say that you're above them, which is fine, right? I don't hold that against anybody. But if you are focused on progressing in your career, you at least need to be aware of what those politics are. I'm not saying that you buy into them fully, but there's a certain game that you can play that will help you progress. So an example is, if you wanna get promoted, right? Figure out exactly what those criteria are for you to get promoted. Do they have, you know, like what what are the kind of dimensions that they look at? Is it, okay, hard skills? Is it, you know, your specific performance on a certain metrics? Is it what your manager thinks of you? Is it what your manager's manager thinks of you? Figure out what those are and then make sure that you're aligning yourself to get the best scores in each of those so that you can get promoted. You want to then get regular feedback against how you're tracking against those criteria. Here's a really good tip if you want to get promoted quickly or like ahead of schedule is before the promotion cycle even comes up right so let's say reviews happen every june and every december and let's say most people in your cohort like their promotion window is only in the december cohort right so to get promoted in june would be extremely extremely rare and like only for people on a very fast track but let's say that's what you want what you should do is in january or just after you even got your previous review, go to your manager and say, you know, I really want to push for promotion in the next cycle. What would I need to do between now and then to give myself the best chance of that happening? What would I need to do to make that happen? What are the criteria? And they'll probably tell you, right? They'll say, well, look, you know, you need to hit these certain targets or you need to make sure that, um, you know, you're scoring above this in, in these criteria. And then you've basically got your goal you've basically figured they've told you point blank pretty much that if you hit these targets you can go and there's a good chance that you get promoted and then you just make sure that you hit those targets and you hit those criteria right because they've already told you that if you hit them there's a pretty good chance you get promoted if you don't do that you leave yourself open to doing well and either focusing on the wrong things or even if you focus on the right things they get to the end and they can say oh yeah look you did really well but you know just didn't quite hit the bar Right, because you haven't forced them to specifically outline what it was that you needed to hit. They ha- you haven't forced them to tell you where that bar is. But if they do tell you where the bar is, and then you hit the bar, you can say, "Well, there you go. I hit it. Give me the promotion." Okay, easy. Um, last tip on how to kind of accelerate your career, which is network backwards. So, what does this mean? Most of the time we reach out to people when we want something for them so when we want a job or we want an introduction to somebody 
we go to LinkedIn, we find them and we message them and say, hey, can you introduce me to this? Hey, can I'm looking for this role. You know, can you flag my application in your system so that I get an interview? Fine. That can work. I encourage it. But you actually want to do this backwards. You want to give people value. You want to do them favors before you ask a favor from them. And so this means just like, you know, yeah, network or whatever the fuck the word network means anymore. Like go and meet people, go and meet cool, impressive people, but find ways to do them a favor, right? Do them a favor now before you have any idea if you ever might need a favor from them. Because I guarantee you, if you do this now and you start now, just helping people out, right? Or if people reach out to you and they ask for help, do them the favor. Because what will happen is, in a few years time it could be a year it could be three years it could be literally 10 years time you might be in a position where you need a favor from them and if you go to them cold having never helped them before sure they might help you you might be lucky if you've done them a favor before and they owe you one the chance that they will do you that favor is so high like they need to be actually a pretty big dick for you to have done them a big favor and then when you come and ask them for one they go uh, no, I'm not doing that for you. So network backwards, invest in people, help them out before you need them. Not just because it's the right thing to do and I think it's nice for people to be kind and helpful, but also because even if you're only selfishly driven, it'll probably work out for you in the end. All right, there you have it. So there's my top tips for how to accelerate your career. You want to have that core engine first. If you don't have those skills, the ability to get sift on those hard skills and those soft skills, none of the rest of the stuff's going to matter, right? But build those first and then build the other stuff on top and you'll have a really good chance of accelerating your career. If you like this episode, drop me a message on LinkedIn or on Instagram. So on Instagram, it's the Two Roads Pod. On LinkedIn, it's just my personal profile. Drop me a message. I'd love to hear what you thought about it. If you start to apply any of those, um, let me know. I'd love to hear how they go. And then as a final reminder, Divergence Program, the enrollment is open. The link to it is in the show notes. You can go and check it out and you can enroll now. Otherwise, I will see you back next week for episode 38 of the Two Roads Pod. <laughs>